When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet that talk was a cheese burger, you stop it! No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap! 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Can you win summer? I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back, and we have finished season two. We are still a sort of, I don't know, hungover from season two, maybe, is the right way to put it. But we have plenty of content to come, including our awards for season two and i don't want to waste any time because we have a lot of awards so this is how it worked i sent out a form to the quackalites i said hey nominate your people for all these different awards we're going to take the top nominees from the quackalites and come to some sort of consensus uh pick for each and every of the 20 awards we have a again 20 awards i don't want to waste a lot of time so let's get into it we're all donning our tuxedos we're ready to go and our first award, uh, probably one I don't think will be much controversy. We have Best Secondary Character. Your nominees are Marnie, AJ, Gertie, or Maya. Let's go, Kevin, your thoughts. Uh, first, uh, Maya is a secondary character? I don't know. I don't know about uh, <laughs> we can split, split hairs there, but uh, I think the, the clear slam dunk winner here is Marnie. I would agree. Tommy. Yeah. I, 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 at first I was like, I don't know. Is Maya a secondary character? It's just weird. Cause she's like a core duck who was left over from season one. Um, I, I think it's Marnie is the best secondary character, not to slight Maya, who I thought was very good this season. Yes. I think it's just, um, I think I see secondary as someone who isn't really, he's a non duck, not kind of like, not integral to the plot really and you could argue that the uh, that marnie aj and gertie like you could take them or leave them in terms of like plotting out the season but you need maya um so i think marnie is the winner um with a bit of an asterisk next to maya being like she like it's like when you put um you put like brad pitt as like best supporting actor and uh, once upon a time in hollywood it's like well you know he had just as much screen time as leo in that movie so i don't know but anyway Ma- marnie is the winner there you go marnie very easy. Let's move on. Best non-Mighty Duck. So we had four nominees for this one. Your best non-Mighty Duck nominees are Marnie, AJ, 
Coach Cole and Coach T with some nominations in there. So uh, four strong characters. How are you feeling, Tommy? How would you? I just quickly want to throw this out there. I'm, I'm, it's hard to like judge these not knowing what's coming down the pike. Um, okay. Like where, like this feels like another category where like Coach Cole being in there is kind of weird, but I don't know. Yeah, it's um, and like Coach Cole and Coach T, I think are, are very strong. Okay, Mike shared his spreadsheet with us with all the nominations, um, and um, yeah, I I think Coach T didn't log enough screen time to win this award, um, and you know, Coach Cole and Marty have very different approach like characters in this. Uh, I would give it to, as the best non-Mighty Duck, I do think it's a character of um, Coach Cole. Kevin, your feelings? Uh, well, do I, we want to say uh, it's the best non-Duck who is a, a child? A or, yeah, I kid. think. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Then, yeah, um, then, then, then it's AJ. Yeah, I think that's how some people took this. I did not give any sort of explanation when we were on this Any part. kind of What? Explanation, sorry. Exclamation. Uh, I'm gonna throw a wrench in here, uh, Evan. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Is he? Well, they wear the he duck starts jersey. Starts the mighty the duck, end. yeah. And then they come back, but then if, AJ also. But most of his screen time is as a, as not a mighty duck. It's it's a dominator. I I would I would agree with Evan being in this category. Uh, if you're if you're looking at like best leading actor, best supporting actor type deal, where it's like who got the most screen time? Like he did. It's a great point by Kevin. He did spend most of his time as a non Mighty Duck. Um, so I I think we can pull a, a switcheroo here if we wanted to, and pull Evan or AJ. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Evan. I'm gonna go Evan. I I mean I kind of like Evan too. Uh, yeah. Um... I also like Evan as the winner of best non mighty duck because uh, he is he's not a mighty duck here, uh, he's a he's a dominator. All right, so we suck go. at quackalites. <laughs> we just change the rules. Yeah, well that's our <laughs> podcast. We can do what we want. We go on to best adult here. Only three nominees for best adult, and Alex is not one of them from the Quackalites, which I thought was interesting. Um, Coach Cole, Marty, and <laughs> wait, Coach you're T. surprised that our Quackalites didn't put Alex in the best adult category? I thought maybe somebody might. I'd be surprised if she got any votes. She got zero votes. <laughs> oh man. That's uh good job, Quackalites. You guys <laughs> never, you guys never let us down. Uh, yeah. So again, three um, nominees: Coach Cole, Marnie, and Coach T. I'm giving it to Coach Cole. I would agree, even though Marnie I, has a strong, strong case, just not enough, uh, not enough like relevance to the plot for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Coach Cole was great. Uh, Josh Duhamel was was fantastic all season. Uh, in his role. Um, I, I want to give a quick honorable mention to the, I always forget his name, but the creepy one, Toby, um, the, Toby. Yeah. He was, he came on really strong towards the end of the season. Yeah. He had like two good episodes. I just don't think he had enough uh, throughout the season to really work it there. Our next category, best mighty duck. 
the top four nominees for Best Mighty Duck. We had a lot of votes here. Uh, Nick, Maya, Gertie, and Jace were your top four nominees. Or we could pull another switcheroo if you wanted to. But this one's tough. I think Nick was strong early on, kind of faded. Jace came on late. Uh, Maya was solid. Gertie was solid. Uh, no no love well. for Coob, huh? No love for Coob. Yeah, no love for Coob in this category. He's got some things coming up that I think he could be a uh, he could be a contender for. Um, I think that you know, and obviously we know that you know Nick, Maya, Gertie, Coob are are not best on the ice. Like no one's questioning that. I do think it's like. You know, who do we like the most on the Ducks? And and I think it's Nick, you know, even though he kind of faded as the season went, um, I think he was strong all season. Uh, I think Gertie getting a nomination is a nice hat tip, but I, and I wonder if we had gotten her all season, if she would kind of emerge as the fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to go with Nick. Um, also, lots of love for Maya. She was also great this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess even though he did fade off, like he was kind of integral throughout and he was sort of carried the comedy early on. I, I'm a, I'm good with Nick. It, it does feel like a little, no like real big winner here. No real obvious choice, but Kevin? Yeah, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. But I do think Nick and Maya are a lot closer than, than uh, the tallies here. Interesting. All right. So now we go to best moment or scene, which was very is- split. <laughs> Very split. Uh, but so. it, it, I, I'm just gonna. I just. I'm reading the the spreadsheet here. It's hilarious that our Quack Life has voted for the Bash Bros cameo as the best scene. Yeah, it was like, it what was the first season. thirty seconds of the so entire the, season. Yeah, I mean it was very Incredible. split. That nobody got more than three like individual votes. But the the best moment or scene nominees are the Ducks at the Honda Center, uh, Nick at the hotel, Coach T's monologue uh, when he runs into Alex. Uh, Evans penalty shot versus Canada and the Bash Bros cameo. Um, can I, I, mean, can I add was, one? Sure. So I think in a vacuum, because um, I think there's a lot of disappointment about this, but Ducks at the Honda Center when um, the the PR guy is like kind of talking about like the literal spirit of the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, you could argue, I think that that was the best moment. You know, that was like encapsulating. <laughs> And like, like I said before, which Kevin doesn't listen, is like in a vacuum. It's like, because we didn't get any Ducks cameos, everyone's going to shit on it. And like, I'm not saying that's the, the wrong thing, but like in terms of a, of a moment, and if you get a moment after that, does that like, that? that's probably one. If you, if you get like uh, Russ Tyler in there, then that's going to be the best moment. Um, so I don't know. I, I think um, this kind of shows how, how a lot of people feel about season two is, um, I don't know. I think the disappointment in, in some of the later episodes of not having Ducks cameos makes this kind of difficult to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the campfire scene might get a little more, but uh, like that might've been my selection. Um, but yeah, landslide, obviously coach T was great. So just any, um, any initial thoughts, I'm not really sure where to go here. If I had to pick one of the five, Probably Evans' penalty shot, just because I think it kind of did. They they were trying to mirror, you know, the original, and they sort of got it, but they didn't go all the way. So it wasn't perfect, but it was, um, you know, pretty satisfying at the end where Jace gave up the shot and he did the penalty shot. So that would that would be my pick: Evans' penalty shot against Canada. Tommy, let's hear from Kevin. 
Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm struggling with this too. Um, yeah, uh, man, I don't know. Um, this is this one's really tough. And and I, I to Tommy's other point, I, I think um, this is kind of because we didn't have that kind of linchpin, uh, you know, cameo episode or anything like that. I think it's I'm, I'm even struggling trying to remember what some of these even are um i don't know this this is <laughs> tough I, i'm gonna defer i'm gonna yield my time to tommy <laughs> tommy yielded to kevin kevin has yielded back <laughs> this is like a political debate i love it <laughs> I, I think it's penalty shot versus canada is the best moment although i think by then we were all kind of like disappointed in terms of like we didn't get the cameos um i would say like looking back i think it was like end of episode six where it was just like um alex on the phone being like hey you know gordon bombay said to call you you know i think that was like a good goosebumps moment so i think i'm gonna go rogue and say that should be it i i like the that phone call i, th- even, I think even think about to the immense disappointment I, again you you got to kind of look at these things in a in a vacuum it's like you know bash bros cameo was awesome you know and then looking back at it you're just like damn that's all we got and it sucks and, you know same thing it's like the end of episode six we talked about that being a highlight and think about like in this is best moment how did you feel during that moment and to me like that was what kind of encapsulated i'm super excited and then you get the disappointment of not seeing another duck other than still pictures let me throw out one more uh that did get nominated did not make the top nominations but in terms of everyone freaking out, that Coach T reveal at the end of episode nine, I mean, that that sort of had the biggest, you know, I guess, cultural yeah, I guess impact. That's, yeah, that's the equivalent. Yeah. That's the moment. I mean, I, I'll go with that because I, I, I do think that was my maybe my loudest exclamation while watching uh, the season. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with Coach T's uh, reveal i wish we had gotten it sooner in the season but yeah yeah i agree um i i did i will say that that moment was a uh, ruin for me on the discord because someone didn't mark something as spoilers i won't call mm. them out um but that was definitely the best moment um and trying to think back to season one you know i'm sure we could have talked for for hours about our favorite moment and in this one we're we're trying to really scrape the bottom of the barrel honestly and it's yeah. a character from season one coming back um is our best moment yeah our best moment from last year the og ducks in the pizza pizza parlor uh yeah i guess that was kind of a slam dunk so yeah this one is more of a i don't know what's a sports term a nail biter uh well it's not exciting rock fight uh it's like a it's like a a relegation battle old old school (laughs) nfc east monday night football game where it's like Cowboys red former Redskins where it'd be like three to six. It's like <laughs> be, yeah, Cardinals and Commanders or whatever. It's like oh, exciting. <laughs> yeah. Or it's um you know a tankathon game where you got the Texans play or like yeah watching Iowa football. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Damn, we have any Iowa listeners out there? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, best secondary storyline. Uh, some good, uh, good nominations here. We had the candy sports book. You had Tommy, Toby, and Marnie's relationship, Sam and Gertie's friendship, uh, Coach T coming back for revenge, and then Nick 
with Rich Eisen uh, are your five nominees there. Uh, any any initial thoughts there, Tommy? Um, I think Candy was like the best one-off kind of storyline. We didn't get a ton of like, um, with the exception of, I guess, some of the relationship stuff um, kind of like throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think initially I'd be like, oh, Candy, that's the best one. But I'm, I'm kind of hemming and hawing a little bit just because it, it was just that one episode. Um, and then like, Nick with Rich Eisen, is that really a secondary storyline? I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I guess like Candy was a was a the best B plot you're gonna get, and so that's gonna be my vote. Yeah, I, I think storyline might be a little misleading here, um, because the best secondary storyline might have been I don't know like uh, the the love triangle between Jace Evan and Sophie or something you know like mm-hmm. not necessarily like an episode b plot um I, we all love the candy sports book but i don't know if i'd, I'd qualify that as a storyline either like um i think i don't know um out of these nominations i guess i'll i'll, I'll go with the, the candy sports book because we all really enjoyed that that moment i would agree uh, uh, part of the i think it, it needs to win something uh because it was good so we go on as we move through here and uh we try to keep this under like four hours uh most improved in season so this is only season two from start to finish who had the best growth character arc that kind of deal your nominees we have five nominees you have jace you have coach cole you have evan aj and maya any early thoughts, Kevin? Uh, I I think I'm going to agree with our Quackalites here. I think Chase is kind of the runaway winner here um, with the rest of them kind of grouped all closely together after that. I, I, I am also going to say I disagree with them saying Coach Cole. I thought he was great throughout. Uh, I didn't think he really like had like a massive improvement um, over the season. Um, but but I, I do think a lot of the kids showed a, a lot of great like improvement in their in their character development. Interesting. I would I would have went with Coach Cole, but that is a good point in terms of like, I guess character growth. He he sort of comes around at the end, but I don't think it was set up very well with, about his you know wife and stuff like that. So uh, I'll agree with you. I'll go with Jace. Tommy, I'm gonna I'm you? gonna go with Jace as well. Um... I, I really liked him at the beginning. And then when he kind of like became motivated with the ducks, I actually thought he kind of ended a little bit flat and maybe it's because like the whole him faking the shot, whatever was weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, but I mean, yeah, I'm going to give it to Jace. All right. Yeah. Faking the shot. Keep that in mind for a future award here. So uh, now we go from most improved from season one to season two. So take their performance in season. I think we're going to have a consensus on this one and not with our Quackalites. Are you going to say Coop? Because I'm going to say Coop. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's Coop. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Coop did... Everybody said Maya, but I thought she was great in season one too. Maybe she got a little bit more screen time this year, but. Uh... Yeah, Maya was, was definitely better in season two, but I think a lot of the kids were, um, but I think Coop was vastly um, better. Like, I don't think it was. Um... I think Kub and Maya were, were were great this season, but Kub was was uh, was very different, and I think it was a good transition. 
So just for the record, the nominees were Maya, Evan, Koob, and nobody. Nobody. Three <laughs> nominations. God. All right. Uh, best character who only appeared in season two. We had really three nominations here. Cole, Marnie, and Gertie were our top nominations. Tommy? I think it's Co- Coach Cole because I think the, the, the season, and you could argue the series, kind of like, was resting on his shoulders and I, I think he pulled it off. Um, and, you know, there's some other things that we can talk about, but I think coach Cole for me is best character in season two, who, who are the only, or a season two only character. I agree. I like you said, it kind of relied on him and he delivered in a way I maybe wasn't even expecting. So Kevin, yeah, any issues? Uh, no, no, I, I agree with that too. Uh, I, uh, again, Marnie got a lot of votes here, and Marnie is great, and we love Marnie. But uh, I, I, I don't think was was key enough to the to the series to be to warrant that kind of uh, consideration. I, I do want to throw out there. I did really like AJ throughout the series. I thought he was really good in that like meathead kind of role. Uh, I thought he was great. Um, I think he should have gotten a little bit more love here. Yeah, he kind of, I feel like he kind of disappeared for a couple episodes and then he came back. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was good really early and good right at the end. Um, and who knows if it was actually him singing, but I was I was impressed by his singing. Now we move on. I guess, I think that's all the character stuff. Oh, except for, just a, I guess we'll give a little teaser. Best hair is coming up. The Logan LaRue Memorial Award. Uh, but we move first to best hockey moment. Your nominees for best hockey moment, Evan's penalty shot and celebration, uh, the Canada flying V, the icebreaker challenge, the Ducks practice at the Honda Center, and the fifth nominee, nothing. <laughs> <There were. laughs> you, you can you can feel the the tenor of, of our of our track lights. Yeah, there's here. some angry ones out there for sure. <laughs> Um, I mean, I gave the penalty. I I thought Evan's penalty shot was in contention for best moment or scene. So, um, in terms of the hockey moment, like looking back, I think there's some good nominees. Like the icebreaker was fun. Canada's flying V was good. Evan's penalty shot was good. I I, I don't know. I really like the flying V. I'm sort of conflicted here, but if I had to pick, I'd probably say Evan's penalty shot just because that's what they built it up to. But I could be convinced. Um. I'm going to go with Rich Eisen's announcing just as a whole. Um, cause, cause I, I truly do think that like in some sense, like held the season together. I mean, I know we talked about like, it was weird that Rich Eisen was in like six episodes, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you remove that, it's going to be wildly disappointing. Like, I, I, so it, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I, I think I'm going to go with Rich Eisen uh, and like, all of those hockey moments i guess yeah so it's interesting it's like i feel like rich eisen needs an award here but i'm not sure if this is the one mm-hmm. um and so uh, mike can you scroll up on our doc yeah he doesn't really have anything else he could be yeah so i'm i'm gonna you know i'm gonna force it i say rich eisen <laughs> you know calling youth hockey is the best hockey moment wow okay okay I, can I did deal. like the I did like the Canada flying V though I did I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was a good twist. Wow, that's an upset. Good for Rich Eisen. He wasn't even really a top nominee, but we go on to most unrealistic moment. We have four. Nominees. A lot of nominations. 
lot of nominations <laughs> for this. Yeah, four of the top, the four top nominees. You have Alex's knuckle puck, um, the penalty shot with Evan, the lights out penalty shot, a uh, Coop scoring a goal, and Jace's glitch and him overcoming it. Uh, your most unrealistic moment, Tommy. We'll go with you. Wait, before we go into, can we go through this entire list? Uh, really sure. Good. So these were all the nominations. <laughs> Um, kids at a hockey camp hating <laughs> hockey, Canada's flying V, uh, the Ducks winning just in general at hockey after not like training, uh, Coop starting against Canada, no championship game at the camp, Coach Cole and Alex not realizing their team left the championship game, um, the coach's classic in general, which I thought was a great one. Like <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, the motorhome making it making it across the country was a good one too. Them serving duck at the Anaheim Ducks dinner. Nick's ankle injury. All the kids knowing landslide, uh, which I guess we we sort of confirmed that one was very unrealistic. Uh, Someone put the kids having a swim in the lake without adequate lifeguard supervision, which was funny. Uh, Nick having enough candy to cover the camp. The Ducks wall at the Honda Center. And Jay scoring in his own net. So those were all the nominees. I, I, I recommend we break this in the most unrealistic hockey moment and most unrealistic okay. hockey moment. I like it. Yeah. And, and so most unrealistic hockey moment, I think, is Jace's glitch slash overcoming it. I, I think that really <laughs> takes the cake. Um, Mike, any thoughts on that before we spend the next 40 minutes talking about the rest? No, that's fine. <laughs> so down. most unrealistic and like just thinking some of these and like even like oh nick you ran how many miles did he run to that hotel he ran like 10 miles yeah like nick would have died <laughs> um i i think my favorite of this list is all the kids knowing landslide <laughs> my mine too i i think and we've got that proven from luke islam said like yeah like we i didn't know that song no one did mm-hmm. um but there's so many good ones on here like nick's ankle injury was great just like that uh, it wasn't even second long trip. It was just like, <laughs> if you blinked, you would miss this essentially key part of the story. But also, one of the most truly insane ones is the Ducks Wall at Honda Center. <laughs> well, like, yeah. That would be truly insane if that's what the actual Honda Center looked like. That's- I don't know. I could see Disney making them do that. <laughs> like, I could definitely see Disney being like, you're going to have this on here. Um yeah, I mean the ducks aren't owned by Disney anymore, so for sure. I mean, like back in the day, like right, the that's true. Whatever. And then they just left it because <laughs> um, they super glued it on. Um, a lot of good ones on here. I think it's going to be landslide. I think a, a lot of these fall into the, the the hockey category, but all the kids knowing landslides to me is most unrealistic moment uh, that's not I, hockey related. I, I do also like kids at hockey camp hating hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a funny one. Yeah, honorable mention to the coach, coach's classic. I saw that nomination. I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of insane. Uh, that like these NHLers and former college hockey players were playing full check against these little kids. Uh, but your most unrealistic hockey moment, Jason's glitch, most unrealistic non-hockey moment, all the kids knowing landslide. As we move on to our biggest disappointment, I don't think we'll need a lot of discussion here. Biggest disappointment. Uh, your nominees are Coop's skill level, uh, turning hockey into what divides the Ducks, uh, just the lack of hockey in general, and the lack of OG Ducks cameos. 
And whoever put season two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone just put season two. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, man. Yeah. The quack lights are funny. Uh, I think we can all agree on the, the like cameos, though, unless anybody wants to speak up. Season yeah, two I, is I, making me think. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's the I, lack of cameos. If you have cameos, I, season two is a lot better in everyone's mind. I, I would extend that a little bit to, to say lack of cameos and lack of like any sort of fan service whatsoever. Like, yeah. Like so many missed opportunities for little Easter eggs here and there that just were just like not even considered. Um, I think that is uh, kind of all lumped into the same thing. Yeah. And so I think in, maybe this is a topic for another episode is like, if you, if you just call this game changer season two and you remove all mighty ducks references, you still have the same show, you know, essentially you do. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you change like the team name, like, yeah, that's about it. Um, Best use of technology. This one was, I think better in season one, uh, but we'll, we'll include it here. Um, So Best use of technology, the tracking bracelets, um, actually finding Nick using his tracking bracelet, uh, the knuckle puck. I think just that some people took it as like a general, you know, movie making technology. And then just the big board at the front, uh, keeping the standings for everybody. But I would say the the tracking bracelets slash big board kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, right. And to me, that's the winner. Yeah, All right. I agree. All right, so now we go into the parenting section. Uh, let's let's read all of the um, nominees for this one. <laughs> okay, you want to read all the ones for the? All right, we'll do. You want to do best parenting moment first or worst parenting moment? Worst parenting moment. Worst parenting moment. Uh, your nominees: uh, Cole withholding important things from his own son, uh, Coach Cole making the trade without telling anybody, or like forcing it through. Uh, Alex upset about hockey camp being intense and your top nominee, the rest of your top nominees were, were Cole not telling Jace about why Epic was built at the site. The rest of the nominees after that, Cole not talking to his son the whole ride home after the coaches or the showcase Definitely last missed year. That. <laughs> um, Cody's parents nicknaming him Fries, which I thought was a good <laughs> one. Cole telling Evan he had a ceiling. Cole forcing Jace to play in the coaches' classic. The Ducks spending money at, to pay for their kids to go to this elite hockey camp uh, when they know, you know, they're not good. And the Ducks' parents letting them go in the RV to California. So we think Coach Cole is the worst parent in this show, right? Yeah, I mean, it turned out that way. Early on, I was thinking, hey, like he's just trying to help his son. But it, it, as it went on, and more stuff being revealed. Like, I guess he comes around in the end, but he comes around in the end. But it's like clearly, like, wow, you were not, not really doing much, were you? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I would agree. I would think Cole's the worst parent. Um, I would say, yeah, like, just kind of Cole's most of his parenting strategy was pretty bad. Um. But yeah, I think, Alex, Alex still like babying Evan and trying to like, oh, you need to be with your friends. Like, God, you know, cut the cord, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- this one's tough. I, I do think the like worst moment, if like if we're going to boil it down to a moment is Coach Cole making that straight. Coach Cole and Alex, like, so, right. not like 
grabbing a hold of that trade discussion and just like letting it run rampant like that derailed everything um so i think if we're talking strictly moments mm-hmm. then that takes the cake i i think that's good because i think they both deserve like uh to have their children taken from them um so <laughs> making the trade like they're conniving making the trade patting themselves on the back about it and like just wrecking everything. I think that's uh, the worst about parenting. I'm I'm kind of surprised nobody put this in here, but like Alex hooking up with the coach, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean that, that's yeah. kind of fucked up too. Like I don't know. So maybe that kind of gets lumped in that same group. But yeah, that's a good honorable mention. I like the trade. Uh, that was the the award was moment, and yeah, that was by far the worst moment. And then Cole going above and beyond just talking about it. And, having Marnie do it and all that kind of stuff was bad. All right, we move to best parenting moment. Our top four nominees, we have Cole being a dad at the showcase, Cole and Jace's convo at the lake, Alex helping Jace get his confidence back, and Alex and Cole not drafting their own kids. I I think not Uh, drafting their own kids and Alex helping Jace get his confidence back are, I think, the the two that I'm, I'm considering. Does that does that qualify as a parenting moment though? Is that a coaching moment? Right. Well, right. Alex isn't much of a coach. She's not well, Jason's she's parent. Not his parent. Though. That's true. Then I guess yeah, not drafting their own kids. I think was good parenting. All right, I I agree. Kevin, any any? No, no, that okay. that, that sounds good. All right, and then we move to the Cake Eater Award uh, for best use of food. So we have. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna extend it to the fifth. Uh, nominee because I thought they were pretty good. Best use of food, the candy for the candy bedding. Uh, Coach Cole stealing ice cream in the middle of the night. Coob's response uh, to when they talked about avocado mousse and he was like, why? <laughs> um, the championship banquet food fight and the last nominee, the Lightning McQueen cake and the squirrel beating the cake eater there. So those are your nominees. I mean, candy, candy again was probably the best storyline. I did. I I liked them all though. Uh, I I liked the Lightning McQueen cake for some reason. I don't know why, but I guess if I had to pick, I'd I'd go with the candy bets just for the storyline and everything. Yeah, I think it's tough not to give it to that, but I kind of want to give it to the Lightning McQueen cake. Um, <laughs> I think that was better, uh, better specific food, if you will. I. I think it's it's easily the candy bets, uh, and it also makes me want to go back and revisit the best secondary storyline mm. award. Why you think it should be? Um, you want to give because, it? Like I, I don't think that qualifies as a storyline. Like that was just like a thing that they did in an episode. Yeah, I guess know? if we want to say like best like season long secondary storyline, and then for that it could be kind of. Um, then it might be more of um, maybe Nick coming to grips with kind of like him and Evan kind of not having the same, you know, uh, goals necessarily, or like even AJ, you know, kind of becoming, you know, more likable. And I think that's the better secondary storyline there. You know, one of those things that just kind of like pre- present or present through the entire season. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think like Evan, Evan, Jace and Sophie, like, I think that, you know, was a more impactful storyline than any of the these other storylines that are listed here. Um, oh, I'd say that I would general. argue that's probably a main storyline. Now, like, yes, you could say, oh, the one storyline is them going to hockey camp, 
but I don't know. I would say maybe. Um, well, I mean, you, you, well, I mean, there's a primary storyline, then there are secondary storylines. Like you can't have multiple primary storylines. Yeah, you can. That's not how then they they converge. <laughs> that is a. Have you ever seen any piece of fiction in your life? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I I would qualify something like that as a secondary storyline, not a like. A, a, a hijinks in an episode as a secondary storyline yeah we're talking about season long things like now what would you say is if there's only one primary storyline is it oh the ducks go to summer camp you know and it, like that's that's essentially the uh that's just what the season is about right and then I there's would... like different threads throughout and some are bigger some are you know not and like yeah we're on the same page about candy being just like a big plot in one episode and it's yeah, not I mean... mentioned ever again if you talk about the main characters, Evan, Jace, I mean, I'll give you Sophie's like she was not a main character, but like it seems like the most of the main characters were involved in that. So I would I would consider that a main storyline, too. All right. Fair enough. All right. Do we want to add an award for season long secondary storyline or do you want to just move on? I mean, we can just move on. That's fine. Uh, we can just talk about another episode about primary versus secondary storylines in season two. <laughs> there we go all right so we go to biggest missed opportunity as we have one two three four more uh awards as we wrap this up uh biggest missed opportunity there were really three of the prime nominations and this one sort of overlapped uh, but missed opportunity obviously getting more of the og ducks uh Keenan teaching the Ducks the knuckle puck is another top nomination. And then having no coach of the Anaheim Ducks and like having that coach not be somebody people thought was a missed opportunity. But there's a plenty of others as Tommy and Kevin can go down here. Uh, but any thoughts here? Uh, just want to quickly call out some funny ones. Um, uh, Emilio Estes being a missed opportunity, of course, that's funny, but uh, also true. Um, having the show say it is okay to care about hockey at some point is a very <laughs> good nomination as well. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think you know we've we've talked about this uh, a ton, but um, I mean, getting more of the original Mighty Ducks duck references, no, like no, no little Easter eggs. I mean, I, I think all of those were huge missed opportunities, and um, I think a, a very specific one would be Keenan uh, with teaching the, the ducks and aqua block i think those all kind of fit in the same category right um, but i think that's the kind of the obvious one yeah i think um for sure and kind of wondering like any folks who are involved in the show listening to our like analysis the first episode was like oh we got that cameo right off the bat i can't wait to see what else we get yeah <laughs> and just like being like oh yeah they're, they're not gonna it, like it, this yeah it was almost more fucked up to have that cameo right than, than not have it you know yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, but yeah, we can just do it. Quick, so quick, quick poll. Do you think the season would have been, well, people would have taken the season better if we didn't get that early cameo? I, like, I don't think it changed anything. Like, I think they would think it would change that. No, no, not like this actual season, but like how people perceived the season as it went on. Like I said, I think like it was so short and so small. Like, I don't think they would have, it would have changed many people's opinions at all. Like, I think it got people excited um in that first season and then as it went on and on and on 
Um, so yeah, maybe the high wasn't as high, but I think they would have ended in the same place where they were sort of the people who are disappointed were disappointed. So, yeah, I think it's, it's tough to say. I think we're like, Hey, you know, we got those bash bros are off the bat. We're going to get more. We're going to get more. And if there wasn't that, you'd be like, when are we going to have a cameo? When are we going to have a cameo? Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting question. I, I think both are unfulfilling. All right. So we'll, we'll just make, keep it general and move on to the Logan LaRue Memorial Award for best hair. Uh, your top three nominees here. We had some good nominees, but the top three are Evan, Coach Cole, and AJ. No, no love for Jace, huh? Interesting. I, yeah, I guess not. I guess not. The hair's too short for Jace. I guess people like a little bit of length when I when it's the His male hair. Pretty long. I, not he. I don't think he was like Evan's side though. Like Evan or AJ yeah. had the nice little flip up, and then Coach Cole. Obviously, he had it all in. I did like the the Alex like messing his hair up, and he still looked good. So uh, tough, tough competition here for best hair. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying I'm just I'm still bummed that Logan wasn't in season two. But so the winner obviously is Logan wherever he is. But, <laughs> um, for the sake of this, um, I think I'll go with Evan because it was one of the first things that I noticed in this season was like he kind of had like his glow up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Evan, but I, uh, I, AJ is also a very good choice. Mm, interesting. If it was me, I would have picked coach Cole, but I, I'm okay with Evan. Tommy. I don't know. I think all three are, are deserving of mention. Tension is building. I know. Let me give it to Evan. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> all right. Last two, the Charlie Conway award for most petulant moment. <laughs> The nominees, we had four main nominees. Uh, Evan giving up during the showcase because he, you know, realized he had a ceiling. Uh, Jace faking his glitch. Uh, Nick upset about not playing in the final and no one, you know, caring about him not playing in the final. And the Ducks hating hockey and hating on Evan for it, which wasn't really a moment, but it did get multiple nominations. So, yeah, I guess maybe the them playing with their offhand or whatever. And then being super offended by yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. Like, that you was guys are trash, you know, you that, know it. That, that, one, that one was very good. Uh, what, what I keep going back to, like, I truly feel like Jace, like, channeled Charlie Conway at some points in the, in the season. And, like, when he was, like, so mopey and stuff at first, like, I, I don't know if that qualifies as a, as a moment. Yeah. It's more of a lot of moments, but... Um, I think it it has to be Jace because like there obviously was so much Charlie Conway that went into that character. Um, So I I think it has to be something with him though. I do really like the, what like the absurdity of how upset they got about them using their offense. Um, That's true. So I, I don't know, but that's a tough one. We did get multiple nominations for anything with Jace and anything with Evan, which I, which I disqualified from the top nomination list, but uh Again, we can. It's our podcast. It's our award show. We can change it how we want. Yeah, I think Jace is the most petulant, um, and I think Evan, when he's like kind of being whiny, it's. I always think it's kind of like good cause because Alex is like doing something to to really force that. While some yeah. of Jace just like has up being such a like a dick, you know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like the the scene where he's like going like going back at at Alex whenever she's like trying to like cheer him up or whatever. Like right. that was pretty peak petulant. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I think yeah. Jace like Jace being like very rude to Alex when she's like being like you know trying to help him out, things like that. Yeah, yeah, where he's yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. We can give him like a lifetime achievement award or something uh and then we go to the big one the mvp of season two we have we'll say five nominees uh we have coach cole you have nick you have marnie jace and coach t all got multiple nominations so coach t snuck in there but your mvp of excuse me of season two we, I, I also like all the people who managed not to score on Coon. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny one. That's someone yeah, said. They're the ones who got them into the championship. Yeah, yeah, they, they helped the Ducks. Uh, uh, I'm going to give it to Coach Cole. Uh, issues with his parenting, of course, but I, I think maybe I'm kind of giving it to Josh Dumal, where it's like, look, we all know how we feel about season two. It's not as good as season one, and like it's not close um we think that we were disappointed by a lot of things but i think we really liked coach cole and he it would be very easy for us to dislike him because he's not gordon bombay and so i don't think that our issues with season two have to do with coach cole and i think coach cole helped make the season you know potentially like you know on a scale of good to bad where it's only good or only bad coach cole helps make an argument for good and so i'm giving coach cole the mvp uh for my vote Got it. I, I do love the good bad shout out there, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Tommy. I, I like the reasoning too that um, it, it would have been really easy to just you know sandbag him the entire time because um, because he's not Bombay. So uh, yeah, I I, I thought uh, he was he's deserving of the MVP. I don't think anybody else really like stood head and shoulders above the rest. Maybe Jace sneaks in there, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's kind of in that, you know, alone in a category and then everybody else is in a category beneath him. I do like that. I like the reasoning. Yeah, if if Coach Cole or Josh Jumel was bad, I feel like the season was over. Like, it, was, it would have been horrible. So, um, for whatever your flaws for the season, I do think he made it better than it would have been without him. So... Yeah, we'll give it to Coach Cole. Congratulations, Josh Jumel. Probably his most prestigious acting award or MVP award. So congratulations on that. There you go. I'll put the whole recap in the show notes. You can uh, look through it there because we are already way over time and we got to get out of here. So for us, thecorrectact.com. Real quick. Oh, Tommy, yes. Let's give uh, let's give season two a good or a bad rating. Just a good or a bad. Oh. We won't explain it. And we can get into it a later episode interesting interesting i like this a lot uh i will go first okay all right on a scale of good to bad i'm giving it bad kevin uh shit um yeah uh uh because i don't know there's so many different ways you can take this right this is very interesting. I'm gonna go good. Um, oh, interesting! With no explanation, we'll talk about it later. Interesting. I am gonna give it good too, because I cannot give it slightly good, but I'll give it good. Uh, so, 
Interesting. I was not expecting Kevin. To There's a scale good. of good to bad. In, yeah. Yeah. And I think people probably would have assumed I would have said it was good. Right. Um, and Kevin would have said it was bad. But we'll we'll talk about our good bad ratings. And we could also go into, uh, you know, more of a, a scale because we know things aren't like just black and white with uh, when you're dealing with art like the Mighty Ducks Game Changer season two. Right. Nice. Nice. We're making good bad happen finally. I like this. So. For us, yeah. thequackdeck.com. Go there, contact us at quackdeckpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quackdeckpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us your MVP. Thanks to all our producers. I think our man Ed is our most recent producer. He re-opted, so thank you, Ed, for that. And thanks for listening, obviously, throughout the season and throughout this year. We'll come back with one more episode this year with the quack question of the year. And some, you know, stay the union stuff. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together and give us a good rating on the good bad scale. <laughs> Black, Ain't no turning back. Got to believe in-